minerals are spark plugs. So they're essential elements and they can range from main minerals to trace minerals. Um, there's four main minerals or primary minerals. They're uh, calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. Pretty sure you've heard probably those, those ones at least. Uh, those are actually really important. So when you think of minerals, you might think of electrolytes too. They're the same thing. Um, and if you look at like all the electrolyte powders uh, out there, you know, if you're taking mineral drops, they're definitely going to have those four, or at least they should. <laughs> um, and those are like the four primary ones. So they can really influence uh, things in a huge way, including blood sugar. Um, and then we have trace minerals, which, you know, are not needed as quite in high in quite as high amounts, but they still are super important. Those are like copper, iron, selenium, uh, zinc, etc. So uh, we have lots and lots of trace minerals um, for big primary minerals, mm. I guess, you know, the copper iron, those are secondary minerals. And then we have another layer of trace minerals, I should say. Um, but regardless, we need all of them. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by our friend, Lorraine Dela Cruz. It's actually Lauren, but I like to call her Lorraine Dela Cruz. I just think she has the most amazing name and she's just a gorgeous human on the inside and out. And we have had her on the podcast before to talk about iron and anemia And that is just such an awesome podcast packed with so much great info. So if you haven't listened to that one, I recommend that you go back and listen to it. So Lauren is super knowledgeable around all things minerals amongst other things. So I wanted to get her on the podcast just to talk more about minerals and the metabolism and how it relates to estrogen dominance and weight loss. So in this episode, we talk about, you know, what are minerals, um, how minerals actually support the metabolism, what foods are high in the minerals that we need, um, I guess, that are also easy to digest and bioavailable, what the minerals actually do in the body. We talk about fruit and juice and why you shouldn't be afraid of eating these amazing nutrient-dense foods. We talk about sodium. Um, I think sodium has a bit of a bad rap, but we talk about why it's so important, um, why dairy is important for minerals, whether or not you should supplement with minerals. She goes into depth and talks about magnesium, what it does in the body and how to know if you need to supplement. She also talks about her favorite magnesium supplements. And then we talk a bit about what happens to your body um, when you're stressed. So I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I did. And if you don't follow Lauren, go and follow her on Instagram. I'll put her link below. And as always, please rate and review the podcast and take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. And just share with us what your biggest uh, learnings were from the podcast. And each month I pick a winner uh, or I pick someone who shared and they win a tub of Saturay Premium Collagen valued at $79. So let's get into it. 
Hi, Lauren. Welcome back to the podcast. I like to call her Lorraine Dela Cruz. That's actually not her name. Her name's Lauren, <laughs> but she's got the coolest name ever. Thank you, Kitty. I'm so happy to be here. It's always such a blast with you. Oh, I know. I, we just chatted away. I'm like, oh, we need to book out more time so we can chat more, but just back to back with calls and, and busy. But um, if you haven't listened to the previous podcast I've done with Lauren on um, anemia and iron overload, it's a really good one. So go back and listen to that. But today we thought we'd, I'd get her back on. She's super knowledgeable and she's just such a lovely person. Like I just, every time I see you, I just want to like reach out and give you a big hug. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can make it happen in real life. Some, one day. <laughs> yeah, one day I'll come over um, and visit and follow her on Instagram. She's just a wealth of knowledge. And I'll pop your in all the details of your stuff down below in the show notes so people can follow you. So today we, would, we thought we would pick her brain about um, minerals and estrogen dominance and how it relates to um, to weight loss. So maybe should you start with, um, and initially we were talking about how minerals affect blood sugar balance. Um, and I think one of the things, like it's so interesting with women that come and work with us, like they've just done all the restrictive diets. You know, they drastically cut calories and carbs, they skip meals and they think that, you know, like there's just this some magical you know, quick thing that they can do that's going to get them the result. And so often when they just focus on the basics, so like when they come in and we get them, you know, eating adequate calories, eating, you know, four to six balanced meals with protein, carbs and fat, you know, with the foods that we'll talk about that have, you know, the nutrients and minerals in them, they're like, wow, I'm just feeling so much better. Like this is revolutionary and I'm sleeping through the night and you know, it's that process of like man- balancing the blood sugar, getting the nutrients they need just makes such a huge difference. And then they can stick to their nutrition plan and then gradually they start to lose weight. So we just thought we'd dig into this a bit, um, a bit deeper and talk about the, the minerals. So what are minerals and what, what, yeah, so- what do they do in the body? Yeah, that's a great question. So minerals are kind of like the spark plugs of the body. And I think, what you said in relation to the metabolism, I'm going to break it down a little bit because I think it'd be helpful for people to understand that minerals run enzymes, which run hormones, which run the metabolism. So minerals are really involved in all of the chemical reactions in the body and can support how quickly those happen or how slowly those happen if we're lacking. Uh, And that speed of the chemical reactions happening in the body is our metabolism. So, you know, from a very like departed point of view from the aesthetics of the body, what's actually happening in our body, all the chemical reactions in our body is actually what our metabolism is. So if we have a high metabolism, our chemical reactions are happening really quickly in the body. If we have a slow metabolism, the chemical reactions are actually happening pretty slowly. And so neither extreme is great because, you know, it's too slow. Everything slows down. We have sluggish liver detoxification, all that stuff too fast. We might be burning through so much minerals, so many nutrients, um, not able to support that uh, speed and maybe experiencing things like hyperthyroidism or something like that, or, you know, some kind of autoimmune disease. So, you know, neither extreme is great, but if we're trying to support our metabolism, we're going to need some minerals because those are what's going to support the enzymes, which run hormones, which run our metabolism. Mm -hmm. So kind of like that basis there. 
And then minerals are spark plugs. So they're essential elements and they can range from main minerals to trace minerals. Um, there's four main minerals or primary minerals. They're uh, calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. Pretty sure you've heard probably those, <laughs> those ones at least. Uh, those are actually really important. So when you think of minerals, you might think of electrolytes too. They're the same thing. Um, and if you look at like all the electrolyte powders uh, out there, you know, if you're taking mineral drops, they're definitely going to have those four or at least they should. <laughs> um, and those are like the four primary ones. So they can really influence uh, things in a huge way, including blood sugar. Um, and then we have trace minerals, which, you know, are not needed as quite in high in quite as high amounts, but they still are super important. Those are like copper, iron, selenium, uh, zinc, etc. So uh, we have lots and lots of trace minerals. Um, four big primary minerals, mm. I guess, you know, the copper iron, those are secondary minerals. And then we have another layer of trace minerals, I should say. Um, but regardless, we need all of them. Uh, I think there are minerals that we probably don't even realize that we need. Um, and it's always really interesting because some minerals were always thought of as toxic up until really recently. So selenium, for example, that's a really essential mineral. Uh, but up until the fifties, it was thought that it was like a super toxic mineral. We had to stay away from it, but now we know that it's so important for thyroid function. It's so important for, uh, fertility. It's so, bless you. <laughs> it's so important for blood sugar regulation. So we need it. And I think also when it comes to minerals too, like, like I mentioned, either extreme is not good. Um, more of a mineral isn't necessarily always better either because we can also create imbalances by taking too much because everything is connected and each mineral has many partners that allow it to be absorbed properly, function properly. And so when trying to increase our mineral status, isolated mineral supplementation or just focusing on one thing isn't necessarily always the best route. Mm. And, you know, like I think about what, how I used to eat and a lot of the women that we work with. So, you know, like I cut dairy out of my diet. I cut fruit out of my diet. You know, I never ate liver and I rarely ever ate oysters. Um, you know, so I was eating that typical like clean diet unless I was binge eating when then I was just eating dog shit like pizzas and ice cream and just crap corn chips. So not only was my, I was deficient in energy, but also then the nutrients as well. Like, you know, I didn't realize the diet that I thought was clean and healthy was actually lacking so many of these minerals that I needed. And, you know, you talked about, um, you know, like maybe now you can talk about some of the minerals and the different foods that they're in that you can eat to actually get them. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I agree, completely agree too. like eating. It's amazing the changes that you experience by just eating a whole food diet, like a higher whole quality, uh, whole food diet versus like a processed diet. Um, and, you know, I personally have had eating disorder in the past as well. Um, binge eating, binge exercising, um, other stuff as well, but I think a lot of it was driven by a very nutrient deficient diet in the first place. And then it became like this vicious cycle of like 
binge eating because I was lacking so many nutrients and then binge exercising because I felt so guilty. And then the cycle continued. I would like, you know, eat my healthy diet, quote unquote, then binge eat, then binge exercise, and then like continue (laughs) on my hamstring. Yeah. But once I started to shift my diet to, and this was actually when I was eating a vegan diet, um, which I thought was the healthiest diet in the world. And, you know, no offense to anyone who is doing that. Um, I completely respect, uh, you know, your ethical decisions. Um, but yeah, it did not work for me. And my period went away, which is a huge, I thought it was great at first. <laughs> but looking back, I'm like, that was terrible. Um, that was really bad. And um, when I started shifting back to animal products and uh, a whole food diet, and, you know, I was still eating some processed food here and there. Um, but it's amazing how quickly, like, the pallor of my skin changed and, like, how much my mood changed. I was so hangry all the time when I was a vegan and so miserable to be around. (laughs) And then, um, my, uh, yeah, my, it's my demeanor, my, my health completely shifted. And so it's amazing what even like a couple of nutrient dense foods can do for you. Mm. Just adding those in every week, like oysters, for example, Mm. I think, they're definitely a focus for you guys. And for a very good reason, you can get so many nutrients like vitamin B12, which is really important for the metabolism. Um, but also minerals, like oysters are a mineral paradise. They have, <laughs> they have iron, uh, they have copper, so much copper, which is super important for the metabolism. You know, copper is really, really important for energy production. So if we're not getting enough, we're not making energy. We're going to feel really sluggish, tired. Our, our body parts, our organs, our every function needs energy to operate. So that's super important. Uh, selenium, zinc, um, I believe magnesium, probably molybdenum, if I had to guess, um, and probably a bunch of other trace minerals that I'm not thinking of. But you know, you have those secondary minerals in a really big abundance, which are tough to get. Um, unless you're eating lots of dairy, um, lots of muscle meats. Um, so oysters can provide iodine as well, which is really important. Um, and iodine's super important for the thyroid, which again, super important for the metabolism, metabolic function, uh, but also iodine's really important for estrogen regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we can get into that, you know, depending on what you want to talk about, but, um, Iodine is super important for regulating estrogen. And if we're lacking in iodine, we're probably going to have higher estrogen regardless of what we're doing. So um, oysters are really great. Dairy is great. So dairy is huge for not only calcium. I think everyone thinks of calcium when they think of dairy, which is true. It's very rich in calcium, but it's also rich in magnesium it's rich in potassium as well, uh, relatively speaking. Um, and, um, you know, you have a little bit of sodium. I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's supposed to feed a baby calf and like (laughs) how nutrient dense is that going to be? It's probably gonna be very nutrient dense. It's also a really rich source of selenium, uh, tons of B vitamins, um, and tons of fat soluble vitamins. And again, minerals, work with other minerals, but they also work with other vitamins. And, um, it's just a really great 
harmonizing food or, or category of food because uh, you're getting your vitamin A, you're getting uh, your folate and your B6 and uh, your niacin and all this other stuff too. Mm. Um, other foods? Oh, do you have a question? No, no, no. Keep going, keep going. I'm sure you'll cover them. I was going to say, what about liver? Oh, yeah, of course. Liver. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't start with that one. <laughs> yeah, so liver is amazing. It's nature's multivitamin. And liver has also a ton of minerals. So when we're looking to, you know, improve mineral status, I think dairy, shellfish, including oysters, great, great, great. Uh, but also liver and organ meats. Uh, these kinds of meats are going to contain really high amounts of nutrients and liver, especially it's more broad than I think any other organ meat um, simply because the liver itself is supposed to be a storage organ for these nutrients, because what it does is it neutralizes toxins and then sends them off on their way to be eliminated by the body. So these toxins are there very temporarily being neutralized by these nutrients and then they're off. Uh, So you have like this battery pack of nutrients in your body. So do cows, so do chickens, so do uh, pigs, so do lamb. So really any animal um, is going to have, any mammal is going to have a liver and it's going to be super rich in nutrients. Mm -hmm. And Uh, the liver is super rich in many of the same nutrients that I was talking about before, like copper, uh, iron, zinc, uh, selenium. Um, It also has, um, oh gosh, so many B vitamins and fat soluble vitamins as well. And so again, it's, it's literally nature's multivitamin. If you want to get a, you know, a shot to the arm of (laughs) nutrients, just eat a couple pieces of liver every week. And that you are probably way ahead of most people in terms of mineral status and overall vitamin status too. What about um, fruits and juices? So like for potassium, can you talk about them? Absolutely. I think fruits and juices are a great uh, source of minerals as well. So they're not going to have as much protein macronutrient wise, but I think they're still a really valuable source of um, nutrients, especially for things like potassium, which are not going to be as high in animal foods. They're, they're pre- it's present in uh, animal foods, but um, fruits are going to have a higher amount of potassium, which is great. And we need a lot of potassium you know, relatively speaking, and I feel like it's really difficult. It's kind of like a, you have to be really conscious of your potassium intake to meet the goal, which is about 4,500 milligrams per day. Um, And potassium is really important for blood sugar regulation as well. It can act like insulin. So if we're like trying to regulate our blood sugar, because maybe we have a little bit of a tire around our bellies. Um, potassium is going to be great because it's going to help us, you know, keep that blood sugar lower, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you need blood sugar and you need it to rise after your meal. It's very normal, uh, but we don't want it to be sustained too high and we don't want it to be too low either. So potassium is going to be really great for helping us regulate our blood sugar, especially if we tend to have hyperinsulinemia, which is higher blood sugar. Um, and 
fruits are really, really a great source of that. And they also have other nutrients like vitamin C, which are a little more difficult to get also from animal foods. Uh, They exist in animal foods, you know, I think the adrenal glands, if you're into organ meats, those are going to be really packed with vitamin C. But uh, I think in relatively speaking to plant foods, animal foods are going to have a much lower amount of vitamin C than something like an orange. Uh, So that's also really important. And you're also getting antioxidants. So the plant phenols uh, from the fruits, which, you know, you, you can still get from uh, animal foods will have a relatively so, some level of antioxidant capacity minerals do too. Uh, but you're getting a really big punch of antioxidants with the fruits and fruit juices too. Mm. What about, can you talk about sodium? So like salt. So I think a lot of people, like I know, I used to just cut, try and cut salt out of my diet. Yeah. Worried <laughs> salt's going to cause high blood pressure and heart attacks and totally. And it's, Salt is so misunderstood, or at least sodium is, um, you know, there are certain people that do have sensitivity and the theory behind it is sodium chloride, the chloride in that combination, not necessarily the sodium, um, but, and it's a, maybe like a 10% sensitivity, at least in America, but in relation to, you know, blood sugar, sodium actually is really important for blood sugar regulation. There's a lot of academic research out there that shows that a sodium deficiency can cause insulin resistance. So you need sodium for insulin sensitivity for your cells to be able to utilize that and um, deliver blood sugar where it needs to go. So I think the issue where people start getting high blood pressure is you know, we have a standard American diet here in the U S I'm sure there's something like the standard Australian diet. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people eat processed food, which is very rich in sodium, very rich in maybe fortified versions of nutrients that aren't balanced or the right forms and very much lacking in other minerals that we need to have these other nutrients function properly. So sodium and potassium, they work together very, very well. They're like partners. Um, And if we take too much sodium without enough potassium to balance that out, we're going to have higher blood pressure. So we really need to be cognizant of sodium is not bad. We, we, again, we can't shoot the messenger. No extreme is going to be the best. Um, But, you know, sodium is really important for overall function, it's does what it, it actually does what it says that it does what people say that it, it why, why people think it's bad. Um, so I don't know if I said that correctly, um, but like the very things that people blame sodium for are the very things that it protects against. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, makes sense. Uh, so, so what'd you say? And it tastes nice. Oh yeah, it makes everything Can you taste good. Imagine having a steak with no salt or a potato with no salt. Like, Sounds so lame. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> and personally speaking, too, like um, my mother who had pre- preeclampsia with two pregnancies, um, she her, her protocol was to avoid sodium, and that is like the opposite of what's been shown to be effective. You know, when you start looking into 
how to support preeclampsia if you have it. Forget about preventing. If you have it, you need solutions. Mm. So one of the solutions is to take teaspoons of salt throughout the day <laughs> and th- it works. So, um, you know, I think that a lot of people, there's, it's very misunderstood sodium, but it's super, super important. So don't skip on salt, but make sure to get your fruits and make sure to get your coconut water. Mm. And, um, you know, it's all a balance. Mm-mm. Can you just skip back to, I know we already talked about calcium, but I think, you know, like a lot of women who listen to this, they were like me and they cut dairy out of their diet. Um, and, you know, I just think dairy was inflammatory and it caught, you know, sort of bullshit that if you Google, tell <laughs> you this stupid stuff. And it's like, can you talk a bit more about like why we need calcium, why it's important and what happens if you don't get adequate dietary calcium? And then like other like forms, like as an example, spinach has calcium in it, right? But why that's not so bioavailable compared to calcium in dairy. Absolutely. Yeah. The calcium in dairy is really special because it's in a bioavailable form. The body can utilize it right away. Um, We need calcium for the very reasons that we need sodium. You know, a lot of that stuff, like heart issues, vascular issues, a lot of that can be caused by calcium deficiency, but also calcium excess too. So again, we, we need to be balanced with our calcium intake, but getting it from a whole food like dairy, for example, not taking a supplement, that's going to give you all of the other minerals that it needs to be balanced with and the cofactors that it can be utilized properly in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people think that uh, dairy is inflammatory, but no, it, it not that's not true for everyone. I mean, I think that some people do have an actual to- intolerance, um, but that's just a showing of the state of the body, really. Um, uh, unless you're like actually allergic to dairy. It's rare, don't <laughs> Which, you think? Like most of the women that we work with, once they, you know, fix their stress digestive system, improve their metabolism, they can yep. tolerate and they slowly increase it. They can tolerate dairy. I mean, I was the same. I was like this intolerant from the age of 12, apparently. Some naturopath told my mum. And then I just drank bloody soy milk and almond milk and, you know, no dairy for like until I was met Emma at 34. And then now I just eat heaps of dairy. No issues. Yeah. Tell as old as time. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, calcium, though, I mean, really what it is, is it's it's the, the cofactor to, for magnesium or I shouldn't say cofactor there. Magnesium and calcium are kind of partners. So what calcium does, magnesium will Uh, balance out and vice versa. Mm. So a very simple way to think about it is calcium helps contract muscles in the body. Magnesium helps release them in the body. Mm. So if we have too much calcium in relation to magnesium, we're going to be in a really tense state, uh, not only muscularly, but uh, vascularly too. And that's why people get cramps and things like that. Mostly at night, if you're working out, I think it's more of a potassium issue, but, um, you know, I think calcium is, we need our heart to pump. We need our muscles and our digestive system to work properly and our um, food to move down our digestive tract without our assistance. And calcium is a big part of that. Also our teeth, our bones. I mean, they're not only made of calcium. They're made of a lot of other trace minerals, but calcium is a big part of that too. So we need calcium for so many things very structurally um but also muscularly too Mm. if we're working out and so 
Uh, it's also very calming. You know, I think at night uh, it tends to lower sort of the activity um, neurologically or metabolically, I should say. Um, it can be very calming at night as well as magnesium. So magnesium is super relaxing and can also help with that, which is why like a glass of milk is so helpful at night. Um, you mentioned that uh, you wanted me to talk about sources of calcium. So yeah, a lot of people think like spinach has a lot of calcium and technically it does, but there are also a lot of anti-nutrients in plant foods. And one of the most common in you know plant foods is called oxalates. And spinach is extremely high in oxalates, like astronomically high in oxalates. And so oxalates really bind to that calcium and don't allow it to be utilized. So if you're relying on spinach for your calcium, you're not going to get much out of it at all, unless you're neutralizing those oxalates by properly preparing those foods. And then you'll get some of those nutrients. Animal foods will still always reign supreme in terms of absorption. Um, I think it's somewhere around like we absorb 70, no, 80 to 90% of nutrients from animal foods versus like um, 50 to 60 from plant foods. But, um, you know, I think that it, I'm not trying to say don't eat plant foods, but, you know, but if we're trying to, yeah. Prioritize animal foods. And then, you know, like I think, like I had it in the reverse, I would always be eating tons of salad and nuts and seeds. And then I'd have this small chicken, no carbs, no fruit. Whereas now it's like a meal would be as an example, you know, like it might be a nice piece of steak with some baked potato with a bit of butter. And then I'd have a small side salad, you know, maybe some fruit or some juice. So it's like, have it, but just make sure you've got protein and energy and carbs and these other nutrient dense, easily digestible, you know, foods. I think we just, because women are trying to be skinny. So they just eat salad because it's filling and it's not got many calories in it. So but also it has yeah. nutrients in it either. So, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be like water for our bellies and mm. maybe slow our digestive system down because of all the fiber. But, um, yeah. So as far as calcium goes, like dairy is really the best and you're going to also have your fat soluble vitamins, which help with that utilization and magnesium and trace minerals like boron, um, you know, you need vitamin D to absorb calcium from the digestive tract. Uh, if we're just taking calcium, so for example, a calcium supplement, we're not going to get that much out of that if we don't have enough vitamin D to help us utilize that from the digestive tract. Also, we need magnesium for vitamin D utilization. We need boron for magnesium utilization and vitamin D. And so everything is kind of like connected. You have to look broadly uh, when you're trying to increase a certain mineral um, and you need vitamin K for the actual correct placement of calcium once it's absorbed. So if we don't have enough vitamin K, we can eat all the calcium we want, but it's not going to go anywhere. And that's how we get um, kidney stones and like um, other kinds of um, calcification around the body. Uh, so we need that and vitamin K is also present in milk and dairy <laughs> yeah, and all the foods that we've been talking about yeah yes 
It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing how these eat all these foods can give you all these amazing nutrients. Um, now, can you talk about like, yeah, you, you mentioned obviously you eat all these foods. It's going to help give you the nutrients. Sometimes though, people need to supplement with certain minerals. So can you talk around more about that? Which ones that you sometimes recommend people supplement with? When would you need to supplement with them and why? Yeah, for sure. So as far as minerals go, I think like it's always a, it's always kind of a dance and like your, your one answer right now won't necessarily be your one answer in mm. the future or the near future. Cause everything kind of shifts and changes as your metabolism shifts and changes. You could be a slow oxidizer today and maybe you need more sodium, uh, but you could be a, a fast oxidizer in six months and you might need more calcium. And, you know, so I think it's important to just um, acknowledge that your metabolism is constantly changing and it adapts to all the stressors and demands of your life too. So uh, what supports you right now won't necessarily always be the answer, especially as you get through things like estrogen dominance and all that stuff. Um, It's great to like utilize them as tools too, but uh, you won't always need to take like this exact dose for this many days forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, the more you can um, support yourself with nutrient dense foods, the easier it's going to be and the less supplements you need to take, because those foods are in the exact forms that your body can utilize and it can regulate itself. So it's going to be, your body's going to be able to much better regulate nutrients from the foods that you're eating versus supplements. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're in the right forms and it, it recognizes them. So uh, toxicity is like less of a concern, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so as far as minerals go, I mean, you know, I would, I always would encourage somebody to get a hair tissue mineral analysis because it can really show you at least a peek into the top level and secondary minerals that you might need. Um, if it's something like iron, for example, that would probably require a full Monty iron panel. And that would give us a much better picture of like, okay, you don't need zinc, but you need vitamin A and you have enough iron. You just don't have enough copper and you know, all that stuff. Uh, but a, an HGMA will tell you at least those top level minerals and secondary minerals. And um, from there, you can kind of see, like I'm always a food first person. Um, calcium is something I would never really suggest somebody supplement. Um, unless they maybe were intolerant to dairy, like absolutely intolerant. Mm. And they um, were really low in all the other minerals that they needed to improve them. Like they were drastically low and it was like an emergency situation where they were breastfeeding and like they really needed help. Um, but I think, <laughs> were, were you going to say something? No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I think I, I rarely supplement with calcium. I mostly get it from food just because also it, it can really affect uh, blood sugar regulation. So the calcium and magnesium ratio is the blood sugar ratio. And if we have too much calcium in relation to magnesium, it can make our blood sugar, or it can make us more insulin resistant. Mm -hmm. Um, If we have too much calcium in relation to potassium, it can also slow down the thyroid. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really don't like supplementing with calcium Um, and you know, it's one of those things that if you regulate all the other 
things, which are much easier to do anyway, it kind of level sets itself over time and naturally. So magnesium though, is one that I love. Um, a lot of people are deficient in it. You know, we have a lot of stress. Um, our foods are improperly prepared these days, especially, you know, our water is treated, our foods are lacking in magnesium because they're not prepared properly. Like our grains, for example, um, grains could be a source of nutrients, but we don't prepare them properly. So we have all these anti-nutrients that bind to the minerals that we could possibly get. And so we're left with like, you know, kind of a, a net zero versus like a, a plus one or something. Mm. Um, so we have that issue, but magnesium is great. And I think a lot of people can benefit from it. You just have to be careful uh, because if you take too much magnesium, when your sodium potassium are low as well, uh, a lot of people can feel really crappy, mm. um, cause it's pushing that adrenal ratio down. Mm. And so it's again, all related, so, yeah. <laughs> um, not to like, hopefully I'm, I'm not going to getting too complicated, but, um, magnesium can be nice. I would say always start really slow. And, you know, some people need to start with just topical magnesium, like oils or lotions, mm. um, which can be beautiful, by the way, they're very relaxing or baths, like just take a magnesium bath or a foot bath. If you don't have a bathtub in your house or apartment, um, those are just really great ways to just n- not only get more magnesium, but just improve the quality of your life in general mm. um, and get some self-care in. and then potassium definitely, you know, it's always tricky to supplement with that too outright. Some people do need it. Like for example, when I first started hair tissue mineral analysis, I needed potassium badly Mm -hmm. and I took a potassium supplement. Um, cause I was, I was tanked. Like all my minerals were super, super low and I was just like totally burnt out. Um, and potassium revitalized me. Uh, so it's tricky though, because if you take too much, like, I don't want to scare anyone, but potassium is also used in, um, lethal injection. So they just give you a huge dose of lethal injection and it stops your heart. Um, so you have to be really careful. Like we need a lot, but you don't also want to take like too much. That's, uh, one that can get you in trouble. So my preferred way is to get it from fruits, fruit juices. Um, potatoes are pretty high in potassium too. Hey, Potatoes. What'd you say? Potatoes are pretty high. Oh, potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Potatoes have potassium. Um, oh my gosh. I did a, I post on potassium a while ago. Let me see if I can remember. Potatoes were definitely one of them. Um, aloe juice is one of my favorites. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, it tastes like wet socks. Um, but (laughs) if you put a little bit of other juice in it, like a cocktail, like a mocktail, uh, maybe a little bit of mint or something, I bet it would taste really good. I like mixing it with OJ. Uh, That has a ton of potassium, like 900 milligrams plus per serving. uh, And it's really great. And it also helps the digestive system in case you know you are constipated or somebody that struggles with that. Potassium is the primary reason, but there are other antioxidants in there that can help. Um, Coconut water, of course, love Mm -hmm. coconut water. Uh, Tropical fruits like papaya, uh, pineapple, um, oh, mango, uh, kiwi, um, uh, really all fruits though, just have a lot of potassium. Mm. Um, 
So I would stick to those kinds of foods. And I have a post on my Instagram on potassium rich foods, if you want to check out a bigger list and then um, sodium. So, you know, sodium, you don't have to supplement that either. You get, you should be able to get it through food. So don't hesitate to salt your food. I mean, don't over salt it. Over salting is worse than I think. No, I think not any salt is worse, but um, (laughs) it can be just as bad as like not salting at all. So definitely, you know, salt as much as your heart desires, uh, make sure you're getting your potassium. And you can also, if you're like super low, um, you can sprinkle them in your juices. You can sprinkle them on your fruits. Um, that's actually something that I grew up doing. Uh, I come from a Latino family and one of my grandmothers, my abuela's favorite things to do was to salt watermelon, salt, pineapple, salt, papaya, or mamey, which is another fruit. Um, and that's how I grew up eating fruit. So you get the balance of it all. Um, you can also do adrenal cocktails. So I don't know if you do something similar, but this is from the root cause protocol and they do like, um, uh, four ounces of the, the, the original recipes, four ounces of OJ with a quarter teaspoon salt and a quarter, t- an eighth teaspoon of cream of tartar. Mm. That is a one way you could supplement potassium, mm. uh, with cream of tartar. It's a whole food version, but it might, you know, it, it can give you some, some people digestive distress. So if you find yourself running to the bathroom with explosive <laughs> diarrhea, um, it's probably that, <laughs> um, too much at once, probably. So just know that too, too much potassium at once can also cause, um, digestive distress if you're not ready for it. So ease into that one too. Mm. And, um, yeah, so those are the four primary minerals, but, um, like things like zinc, you're going to get from your muscle meats, your shellfish, Mm. um, and selenium as well, dairy, pork, um, what else? Um, iodine really important, uh, for, for female health, really important for estrogen regulation. Um, iodine is really amazing. It can also help regulate heavy metals and mold. Um, so, and you know, if you're struggling with things like uterine fibroids or cysts anywhere in the body, Mm. you need iodine. Um, so that is also tricky though because you don't want to over supplement iodine. So I would probably suggest getting some kind of test. Uh, they have urine tests and that can help you gauge exactly how much you should supplement. But as far as like getting iodine from food, shellfish is going to be your primary source as well as dairy. Uh, so the cows here in the United States are supplemented with iodine. The grass used to be a lot richer. So how they kind of mitigate that is they give them a big salt block of minerals uh, which includes iodine. And so the cows get it that way. Um, and it's eradicated a lot of birth defects on the farm too. So that's cool. Um, but you know, dairy is going to be a good source seaweed as well, sea vegetables. So I don't know if you like sushi or like one of my favorite snacks is just nori salted nori. And, um, I just like to chew on that. It's salty and tastes good. And it's another great way to get iodine. And so, and again, a whole food way with other minerals that the body's going to know how to use. So you're not like just taking iodine, you're getting all the other stuff that helps it function properly. Amazing. And just, you know, the whole foods, the whole foods, because they're balanced, right? They've got the balance. Mm-hmm. 
of what you need in them. Um, and would you also say, um, you know, like if people are so stressed all the time and that could be stress from under eating or, you know, like emotional stress, which we've talked about or over-exercising, it's like, you know, constantly supplementing, you're just trying to fill up this leaky bucket. So would yeah. you say it's important to try and address that stress. And I think what so many women that come to us do is they under eat and they binge, they under eat and they binge. So like say they're nutrient mm-hmm. deficient, energy deficient for some periods, but then they they just eat a ton of crap and they eat too much and they gain weight. So it's um, addressing that stress. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, you know, I, I think there was also with my personal, personally with my eating disorder, like a lot of underlying emotional mm-hmm. trauma um, where I used it as like also a way to control and then I would lose control and then I would regain control. <laughs> oh, so um, I think absolutely um, emotions are definitely tied to uh, our overall physical health. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this great book. Um, actually, I have it uh, on my desk right now, mm. um, which is really ironic because I was looking at it. I didn't expect to talk about this. Um, Louise Hay, mm. Heal Your Body. And she talks about uh, the connection between certain chronic illnesses and like issues and what emotion it is. And she gives you an affirmation to like work through that. Um, and, you know, you can do a lot with nutrition. Don't get me wrong. Like a lot with nutrition, lifestyle, exercise, but uh, sometimes that's not enough and it's not going to, um, it's not going to fill the bucket in the way that you want. If there's still like a big hole uh, in your heart, you know, um, or your mind. So, um, definitely, you know, it's important to address those things and it can be really helpful as part of the healing process. Um, so, you know, don't, don't neglect those things. I totally agree. It's like multifaceted really, isn't it? Yeah. Everything is connected, (laughs) like not just with minerals, but like literally everything. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, I'm just conscious of the time. I'm looking at the time. Is there anything else you want to add? I haven't asked you any questions. Um, I guess when it comes to, you know, weight loss, minerals are really important. Um, Again, they help support metabolic function. So eating whole foods is always going to be great, but also, you know, it's important to have fun and be happy and have joy. So like, I would try not to make this a journey for, chasing you know weight loss and yeah health or perfect hair tissue mineral analysis or like I need to do my adrenal cocktail this much and like I need to get this much salt and I need to like you know um (laughs) just don't forget that like you're a human too and um uh that you need to also have the joy part and bring that in because that's also going to help your metabolism and for you to be as healthy as possible. Um, so just remember that part. <laughs> I think, you know, you're so right. Like you so easily become obsessed with it. And like, we just try and encourage our clients, like eat these groups of foods, like 80 to 90% of the time. And then, you know, like, like you say, if you want to sit down alcohol, or if you want to have like, depending on your goals, obviously, like there's times with pe- where people right. have to be precise, depending on their goal, you know, like you can still have those things. You don't need to be perfect. Um mm-hmm. So, no, I think that's, yeah, because I'm the sort of person whose kids become obsessed with things, you know, like. (laughs) Well, you know, even with me, like 
for sure. I become obsessed with things too. Um, and like there was a period of time uh, not too long ago where I thought I was doing everything perfect, but I was still like holding on to maybe like 20 pounds of extra weight that I went through <laughs> with just like uh, my whole journey. Um, and like once I stopped being so obsessive about like, okay, I'm going to get this much dairy and like, mm this much liver and blah, blah, blah. And like, I still get those foods. Don't get me wrong, but, um, I just started having more fun with things and, mm. um, you know, had a drink here or there if it mm. made me happy or like, you know, got in and out <laughs> if, mm. if it felt like it. Um, and I lost that weight. Um, and it's, you know, it was not by working out more. It was not by controlling things more it was just by doing things that I wanted to do and like to do so mm. just know that part too mm. so Emma and I talk about this a lot like you know if your life is not stressful and you're happy you can probably get away with not as good nutrition like I'm not saying that's an excuse to go and eat dog shit but like <laughs> I think we underestimate the effect of the external stresses so much on our body yeah how it drains us I think um, absolutely I think sometimes part of that can be like say being like we would on holidays and every day we'd go down to the bakery and get like one thing and we'd share it like a muffin or something else and you went for lunch had some drinks and people were like oh, aren't you worried about the pufas and the things I'm like no because only seven days I'm like it's not like I eat you know this every day all the time you know and we right. had a really good time you know it was it's so enjoyable I mean my digestion wasn't I got home and I was like, oh, I just can't wait to eat my normal food again because it just, you, you feel so good. But it was so enjoyable on the holiday, just relaxing and not tracking our food and just, you know, we actually both lost weight because we were skiing. So we were, <laughs> thought we were eating enough, but obviously we weren't because we were just so super active. But yeah, it was just nice just to relax. But I do really look forward to coming back and having my carrot salad and my normal foods at just one day of eating my normal diet. And I was great poos, great sleep, you know, so yeah. It's just balance, right? Isn't it just exactly? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh well, that was um so good. Thank you so much for coming on. I just yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. And I am so so knowledgeable and always you know share such valuable things with the um with the audience. And I'll pop all your details down below. So everyone go and follow uh, Lauren, or you can call her Loren De La Cruz if you want, like me. (laughs) (laughs) We we interviewed a guy, Brandon De Cruz, on the website just recently. Yeah. Not like oh, Cruz, awesome. Cruz, yeah. So he's missing, but you know, I I keep calling him Brandon Dela Cruz. Craig, like that's not his name, Kitty. That's not his name. He's just a Cruz. So, anyway, <laughs> thank you so. I'm much. honored that you make that mistake with him. <laughs> oh, no, I'm like just don't think of your name. I just think it's the best name. Um, but thank you again for for coming on, and um, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'd be happy to come on and. You know, if you wanted to learn more about minerals, I do have a mineral highlight on my Instagram where I kind of like talk about the relationships and all that. And um, the iron relationship too. If you haven't listened to the episode we did together, definitely do that. But I also have an iron and copper highlight, which is a rabbit hole in itself. So (laughs) if you want to go down the rabbit hole, go and check out the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks so much, um, Lauren. And we'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much, Kitty. 